Well, welcome in, everybody, to the Sunday, the day in between the Final Four and the upcoming Monday Night National Championship with Kansas and North Carolina. We now know the two teams left in this 2022 tournament, and we're ready to talk a little bit about that, but tell some stories, give you some flavor for what's going on here in the Big Easy in New Orleans on College Basketball Coast to Coast. I am the somewhat rested, somewhat competent host of the program, TJ Reeves. I've enlisted some great help to help me here. By the way, thank you for finding us, whether you've done so on the TuneIn channel as the show streams on the College Basketball Coast to Coast channel on TuneIn, and we thank their help in promoting. I know a lot of people have been listening throughout the Final Four weekend through TuneIn. The show is there whenever you want it. Top and bottom of the hour, it resets, it restarts. By the way, we'll have an hour-long show tomorrow on TuneIn previewing the national title game. Uh, and uh, and a lot of the breakdown of it on TuneIn. And again, in podcast form, whenever you want to hear the show on demand, find us, College Basketball Coast to Coast, wherever you get podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, etc. Search for College Basketball Coast to Coast. Many of you have been finding that as well. Uh, right now throughout our coverage. I cannot do this alone. I enlist the help of a couple of somewhat rested guys as well. Ari Russell, uh, who's with me again from the broadcast days back on Sirius XM Radio and Final Four and Tournament coverage, Fox Sports Radio, Tune In, and our most recent coverage as well. Ari and I have been at numerous Final Fours together. You look like you got a little bit of rest as we now know it's Kansas and North Carolina. How you feeling on the Sunday in between? I feel pretty good, actually. You know, uh, got more rest than I normally get, having a toddler at home. Um, can't complain. Did get some, uh, went to Willie's Chicken Shack at like 1 in the morning because there weren't too many places open. And Was it 1 in the morning or about 3 in the morning here in the French Quarter? One thirty. Let's go with one thirty. You know, but it took, I got it around 2 because it was a nice line and it took a minute. So, But I'm good. I'm rested, you know, well fed. Uh, looking forward to lunch and dinner tonight in, in New Orleans, which to me is the uh, culinary capital of the United States of America. The guy that might argue with that is the guy from the Vegas desert and the Strip and the entertainment capital of the world. Just ask him. T.C. Martin, the doctor, first experience of the Final Four. Love T.C.'s insight from the T.C. Martin show. Um, all right, so we've had about 12 to 14 hours to digest this, to rest a little bit. What do you think about all of this, having been here for the first time, and now it's Kansas and North Carolina who are left, my friend? The two blue bloods are, are here, even though we've got a one seed and an eight seed, and I think we know that Carolina is not a legitimate eight seed. A lot of the seeds in this tournament were probably you know underseeded, uh, as we've seen. But uh, fantastic game, fantastic atmosphere, 70,000-plus uh, in the Superdome last night. Uh, been in a lot of big college basketball games, college basketball tournaments, but last night was definitely one for the record books uh, just because everyone was on the edge of their seat. It was intense, and I had a lot of people asking me, they go, it must be really, really really loud in there and it was funny because the crowd was so split basically evenly that they were never screaming or cheering at the same time until basically the last final minute or so when you know both sides were on their feet but uh, just a fantastic atmosphere and of course as we know coach K has coached his last game uh, I'm going to look back at this and feel very fortunate that I got a chance to see coach K's last victory last week in San Francisco at the Western Regionals and then to see his last game you know, here in New Orleans at the Final Four, uh, you know, you know, ever, and you know, getting a chance to to see Coach K and this team Duke up close and personal several times during the course of this year. Seeing Coach K again last night and in his in his farewell and hearing everything he had to say, those are the memories that are really going to stick out amongst 
just seen you know two fantastic teams that have really willed their way through the tournament, uh, Kansas and North Carolina. At this point in time, you can make a case that uh, either one of these teams is going to win, and we're not going to argue about it. All well said on that. I want to circle back to the Coach K stuff. It is the overarching topic here, including the Kansas and North Carolina fans taunting every which direction in the French Quarter on Berman Street about Coach K's last game and the Carolina fans. We retired Coach K tonight. You were seeing that everywhere uh, with the chance. But Ari, you and I have been at many of these, and they went to the to the football stadium route with the 60, 70, 80,000 fans coming into the football stadium. They did that basically about... 10, 15 years ago in this tournament where it's now exclusively in football stadiums, not just uh, basketball arenas. But we want to relate that that might have been as loud continuously at any one of these that we've been at in recent memory uh, in terms of the final few minutes of Duke and Carolina. Pick up on that point because we've been to a few of these. Yeah, I mean, out of all of the Final Fours that I have been to, that was the loudest I've ever heard the arena get or the, the stadium get, rather. Um, I don't know if it's because of the Superdome and its known kind of uh, loudness in general compared to the other stadiums that are newer uh, that might be a little bit more cavernous uh, that, that don't, you know. I don't think it's that. I think it had to do with the fact that this was Duke, North Carolina, two teams that are as big of a rivalry in, in any sport, uh, and, and obviously Coach K's last game, I mean, it was so loud in there. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful sports event to be at as a media member, but just as a fan of sports in general, I mean, everyone was mesmerized. Even Coach K said in the post-press -confer post conference, press conference, sorry, um, that, um, that, you know, he was like, that game, it was like pretty much the fans were on their feet the whole time. I would, I would agree. I would agree with like five minutes to go. I'm looking around and it's not an exaggeration. There, there's nobody sitting down. There's 70,000 on their feet continuously. Look, that's, you know, that's a testament to, to, to the, the rivalry, but also the intensity of the game. You know, if it, if, if it was probably a six or seven point difference within that five minute span, you would have had some people sitting down. But that was tight throughout the whole game I mean there may have been a six or seven point lead out at some point but most of the game was three two one points tied I mean that, that you can't ask for a better atmosphere and uh, even coach K again said you know look you know that was a great game even him you know it sucked that he said they lost and, and, and Banchero said that it's like it sucks that we lost but both teams really put it out on the court last night and and you really couldn't ask for a better uh nightcap for for the for the two semifinal games uh for for not only a nightcap uh, in general but also a nightcap for coach K's career I mean even though he's on the losing end if you are a fan of Duke I know it's sad but but what a game what a what a what a wonderful atmosphere last night I, I just can't you know I I don't know if there's anything to top it and I was here for the Villanova Chris Jenkins shot which was one of the craziest things I ever seen and, and by the way all right so we were in Houston not far from New Orleans for that and that was deafening it was a roar to end all roars a three-pointer for Villanova to win the national title against North Carolina by the way but that was one moment I don't recall that finish having the constant loud back in with all the big shots being made just one more time no no I, it wasn't like that like you said that was like one moment and that was like a crazy shocking moment again this was like I mean this is like it was like it was like 
heart surgery that we're, we're sitting through, um, you know, and, and uh, for fans of both teams, I mean, it's it literally I, your, your, your blood pressure was up um, and your, your anxiety levels were high because it was just like you don't know what's going to happen. And that's, you can't, that's what sports is supposed to be about. And we've really got a great display, a great competition. I mean, really one of the best sporting events I've ever been to. It's phenomenal. TC, the level of play at the end, I know we're dominating it with Duke, North Carolina at the beginning here, but the level of shot making and play at the end of that game. Tell the audience more about what you saw and what that was like to be through because there were heroic shot after heroic shot after heroic shot going in. No, and I think that's what we're talking about here, and Ari, Ari hit it there. And just to expand on that a little bit, we're at the two-minute mark, there were three consecutive threes that were made by Duke and North Carolina in that situation. And when Wendell Moore gave Duke that one-point lead, that was Coach K's last lead that he, that he had. Ever. Ever. And he didn't get that lead back. Uh, Duke missed some free throws. They couldn't get stops. They couldn't get an offensive rebound. So the last two minutes, we're on the edge of our seat. And like you said, everyone is standing because we don't know what was going to transpire there. And what we ended up witnessing was greatness. If you were in the building, you're going to remember it for life. If you're at home watching on television, you are going to remember it. And it's not just because it's Coach K's last game, but it is North Carolina Duke. It's that rivalry. Whether you like him or hate him, whether you're, you're on the West Coast or in the East Coast and you really don't care, you were mesmerized by this. You had to be if you were a college basketball fan, if you were a sports fan. So to take it all in, in the Superdome, 70,000 plus, uh, it's, it's, it's just one for the ages, plain and simple. And congratulations to Carolina. They get a lot of the credit. It wasn't that Duke choked this game away. It was that North Carolina took it from them. They shot the ball better than Duke, and they took care of business. They had their composure. They had experience. And who's to say that Hubert Davis isn't going to have a great coaching career going forward? He's had an amazing last month with the win at Cameron and then what he's done in the NCAA tournament to this point, and they knock Duke out. Again, you're listening to College Basketball Coast to Coast. It's the Sunday in between the national semifinals, won by the Kansas Jayhawks, who were very impressive. 13 made three-pointers. Uh, David McCormick outstanding underneath. Uh, Abaji with, with the big three-point shots in the first half to help blow that open. Kansas was fantastic. They deserve full credit. Hey, if it's New Orleans, it must be the Jayhawks in the championship game. Three straight Final Fours in New Orleans, 03, 12, and 22, and they're in the championship game every time. Now, again, the Jayhawk fans don't want to hear about they didn't win against Syracuse in 03. They didn't win against Kentucky in 2012, but now that maybe the third time is the charm for Bill Self back in New Orleans here coming up uh, on Monday night. And again, by the way, if you're finding us on College Basketball Coast to Coast, I'm T.J. Reeves. I've got T.C. Martin of the T.C. Martin Show out in Las Vegas five days a week galactically famous the doctor T.C. Martin on the T.C. Martin show love his insight follow him on social media he is rocking it right now on social media at T.C. Martin 21 easy enough Ari Russell out of New York City a uh, little Big East lean for him little Washington D.C. lean for him Northeast basketball lean for him follow him at Ari Russell on social media to find out uh, more from him uh, a couple of more things and then we got some story time uh, here about this. Can we just destroy uh, once and for all the myth about shooting background or whatever? I mean, I know Villanova had some problems a little bit at the beginning of the game. 
I know that Duke and Carolina struggled a little bit at the uh, the beginning of the game from three. They didn't do well in the first half. But my God, how many huge shots Ari were made? Enough is enough about shooting backgrounds and domes. Shooters are going to shoot well, and we saw we saw Kansas shoot well, and we saw as we were talking about with TC at the end of that game, nobody had any trouble making big time shots. I mean, I think the shooting background is just an urban legend. It's BS. I don't think the uh, the statistics really show that at all. Um, I will say this, though. I mean, from, from a watching a basketball game perspective, I mean, I'm not a fan of the arena games because the seats kind of points of view. The stadium games, the football stadium games. I'm not a fan of them because you don't get a good, like, there's really not a good seat unless, like, you're close to the floor. Um, and there, those are few and far between, and you got to be like a millionaire to be able to afford those seats. <laughs> Literally. Um, you know, it's, so it's an experience, but... Um, you know, it's it. I, I just think that's that's part of the the myth, and uh, it's one of those things that just put it to bed already. It's it's tired enough, boring, lazy. It's a lazy um, kind of analysis. You and I have been around each other far too long. I was thinking the word lazy, and you said it. You scare me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's 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 enough, and and um, you know, just like my my like I said, my my opinion and my issue with arena games is not the the product on the court. It's the product in the stands that's my my that's my issue with it because it it's it's they're really selling the experience but you're not actually getting the actual visual ability to watch an actual basketball game um and and it's not conducive to that so it's really to me it's it's obviously there for for greed's purposes because they could sell more tickets for it and they make more money off it i understand that aspect of it but from from you know the shooting, I've seen some great shooting performances. Villanova has had several of them in domes. Um, so, yeah, let's just put that to rest forever, please. Um, you know, complain about the stadiums and the fan experience because I think they are actually being, um, they're being, it's it's a racket, really. Um, and it's better in, in, in arenas. Uh, it would be better at uh, whatever they call the Smoothie King. Yeah, it would be much better at Smoothie King, whatever the... the not, we know this. They're never going back. We know that. No, no, no it's never going back because you know obviously they're able to sell out they're able to sell 70,000 and I mean they're they you know it's it's three times more three and a half times more of a crowd base that they can get here um you know and it's also there's also there's also the underground market which is the the scalpers um you know and and honestly the the, the street scalpers that that that's kind of you know, gone by the wayside because you now have like the, the ticket brokers who have kind of cornered that racket as well. So, you know, the old school guys on the corner aren't making the money that they used. Nobody has the physical tickets. It's now a digital ticket. It's all technology. Well, yeah. And then you have all these groups and companies that go buy up thousands of tickets and sell them on the uh, on the secondhand market. And, uh, you know, that kind of the old school scalper where, you know, they still have them tickets, tickets. I need tickets. I need tickets. You know, I, I still love that. But but, you know, they those guys got kind of cut out of the whole business end of it all right now i do know this when tc martin and i and he got here a little late yesterday we got you here doctor from las vegas when we were heading to the superdome and again we're staying probably about a quarter of a mile away there were hundreds of people around with their hand up in the air one two i need one or two tickets i mean it was a seller's market for sure last night i wonder what your opinion is with Duke out of this, the Coach K storyline over. Yes, you have a blue blood North Carolina. Yes, you have a blue blood Kansas. Do you think it takes a little away from all of the anticipation and more people wanting to be part of the history of is Coach K going to win the national title or not? What, what is your take on all of that for, for Monday? 
Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, if you're a college basketball fan or you're just a, a pure sports fan, you're going to be into this game because you're going to see two fantastic teams. And again, it's not like North Carolina is undefeated or they're a one or they're even a two seed. I mean, they're an eight seed coming into this. So that still skews it for a lot of people. So the Coach K factor is done. Uh, there will be people that will be disappointed with that. But if you're looking for, you know, to see who the national champion is for, for this season, this 2021-2022 season, you can't argue that you're going to get a fantastic game, a fantastic matchup. So, so you throw the seeds out, you throw the Coach K factor out. Now we're into the, the basketball fan. Voice of TC Martin, love his insight. Ari Russell with me here. Again, we're telling some stories on the Sunday in between the national semifinal wins for Kansas and North Carolina. It will be the seventh time that they've ever played in an NCAA tournament. It will be only the second time that they've played for a national title. Ari Russell wants us all to know he did not cover the North Carolina triple overtime win over Wilt Chamberlain and Kansas. Hello, 1957. That's the only time they've played in a title game. The other two times were in a Final Four game, and uh, one of those won by Kansas in 1991 where Dean Smith got thrown out of the game by the way, ejected from an NCAA tournament game. And the other one, Ari, you and I uh, were around in the 2008 uh, tournament. Uh, again, a bad memory for me. The Memphis Tigers ultimately lost that championship game with Kansas beating them, but Kansas annihilated North Carolina before that, up like 40-something to 10 in the first half of that semifinal. So a couple of bad memories recently for North Carolina against Kansas. We'll see what happens for the championship game coming on Monday night. TC, I'm coming right back to you for a second. Brady Manick of North Carolina, graduate transfer from Oklahoma, hit a couple of big shots. Big man, about 6'8", 6'9", able to hit the outside shot. You have some tangential connection uh, to the Krugers, Lon Kruger, Kevin Kruger, Brady Manick, and you saw the Krugers in the arena on Saturday night. Pick it up there about all of that real quick if you would. Uh, great to see you know Lon Kruger and Kevin Kruger, his son now, who is the head coach at UNLV, and a couple guys that I've got a chance to know for, for many, many years. Uh, always just great being with them. You know, anytime I ask them to come on the show, they're there. So it was great to see those guys last night, and they had an invested interest. Obviously, you know Lon is just one year removed from this. He was in the NCAA tournament last year, and they got eliminated by Gonzaga uh, when Oklahoma was an eight seed last year. But Lon Kruger uh, has been to two Final Fours as a coach, going back to 1994 with Florida, and then you know going back to 28, uh, what, eight, 16 with, uh, with Oklahoma, where they, they lost uh, to Villanova. In both cases, they lost to the eventual champion. But again, the guy's been in this business for 39 years so it's a little bit different you know for him being off this season he's you know been hanging a lot in Vegas and watching Kevin and you know with the Rebels and everything but uh, he was definitely into watching Brady Manick who he, a guy who he recruited and if anybody saw Brady Manick when he was at Oklahoma he looked like Opie Taylor I mean he had no facial hair and now you look at the guy I mean he looks you know you know something looks like Walton late 70s Bill Walton absolutely exactly minus a Grateful Dead uh, t-shirt or exactly so but uh, Manic's a great player, a great shooter. Uh, he really adds a lot to this North Carolina team. And if he's hot, I mean, and we've seen this. I mean, you know, you don't want to step in front of this North Carolina train offensively. They're, they're amazing. But yeah, it was great to see uh, you know Lon and Kevin there. You know, last night. Uh, you know, obviously uh, Lon Kruger is royalty when it comes to college basketball. Love uh, TC's insight. All right, Ari Russell. Story time here. We've shared this before. We're going to share it right now. 
Uh, I hearken back to the Sunday in between the national semifinals and the championship game 2006. That year for the audience on College Basketball Coast to Coast, whether you're hearing us streaming on TuneIn or hearing the podcast, uh, we were working Sirius XM Radio's coverage of the NCAA tournament. And that year, Florida and UCLA had won the semifinal games in Indianapolis. Well, that Sunday night... They were having the concert, and I believe the concert tonight has Imagine Dragons and a couple of others. There's a Sunday night concert in New Orleans. They traditionally have a concert on the Sunday night in between the NCAA does of the game. So that night, John Mellencamp was performing the concert in downtown Indianapolis. They were expecting a couple of hundred thousand people down in the circle center area of Indianapolis to come to the concert. Well, the weather forecasters started saying bad weather, tornadoes possible in the Midwest. You deal with this in the Midwest. You deal with it in the South. So that that was in the forecast. That that was definitely something that we knew could happen. And then along about dinner time, 6 or 7 p.m., the weather forecasters are saying, hey, it's going to get nasty. Uh, Mellencamp, I think, already played, what, like two or three songs maximum. We're not exaggerating. Before they began to tell people downtown, you've got to get to cover and get to safety right i remember that part yeah i mean he only was able to do the 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 john cougar when he was john cougar songs right what jack and diane and uh you know whatever uh, ain't that america well that was later that was mellencamp then but yeah so yeah it was it was cut short um you know and that uh you know, led us to to kind of shelter in place i guess okay so we go back to the hotel tc martin and again, we're kind of relaxing because we don't have duties until Monday to do stuff on Sirius XM. And they are, there are air raid um, sirens that are going off about tornadoes to evacuate. And that night, that Final Four Sunday night was the debut episode of that season of The Sopranos. It was not the debut forever of The Sopranos, but it was the debut episode. So this is in about the 9 Eastern time time window where Coach Ari is just glued to this show. This is your show. I mean, you're into it. And suddenly they're on the PA system in the hotel saying, ladies and gentlemen and guests, you need to evacuate to the basement of the hotel. There is a tornado warning. We are in the line of the tornadoes that could be coming this way. You need to evacuate to the basement. So I'm in the hallway hearing the announcement, and I come back in the room, TC, and I say to Ari, Coach, we got to go. We got to get down to the basement. We're on like the 12th floor. We got to get down to the basement of the hotel. He's like, I'm not leaving. I'm like, what do you mean? Am I exaggerating? You told me. No, I, I was, nah, man. It was still going on. I was into the show. I'm like, man, tornado. Man, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to hear it, man. You know. So, so, and the thing you got to understand, and that he appreciated, this is the days before HBO is available on the internet. It's not available on demand. If you missed the show that night, they're not replaying it. My man was not going to miss the season debut. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, they were, they, they were going to replay it. I just didn't. Know. Later, later, yeah, someday. I didn't know when. So I, you know, and it's one of those things when, when you watch shows, you needed to catch it at the time that it was playing. So, um, you know, I didn't want to. I didn't. You know, I was already into it so much at that point. If, if it was the wire, I would have been, and the, and the tornado hit us, I would have been a casualty. I would have been on. Because you'd have been watching the show. I'd have been watching the show. Okay, so I am almost literally, TC, dragging him out of the room. We go down. We don't, they tell us not to take the elevator. I do remember this. We took the stairs. We go down the stairs into the basement with the UCLA fans, with the uh, Florida fans, with hotel workers. We were down there, as I recall, a good 45 minutes or an hour before they told us all clear. Because I remember the restaurant workers that got into the wine and the, and the, and the booze that was down 
down underneath in the basement in cases and stuff and started pouring for people. I don't partake, but you were having some. A lot of people were having some. I remember that being about an hour down in that basement in Indianapolis. TGI Fridays. It was the TGI. There was a TGI Fridays in the courtyard by Marriott in that in that hotel. So those were the TGI Fridays workers. Yeah, they were cool. Everyone, they were very nice. It was like, hey, look, man, if we're gonna take this uh, weather event, <laughs> what a silly way to call it, a weather event. But but uh, if we're gonna take this weather event, we might as well, you know, have a little bit of uh, adult beverages and in, in uh, waiting in tow. And uh, you know, they were very nice. It was it was an interesting experience. I mean, it was like you know. I've never, I've never experienced anything like that. You know, there's really not tornadoes where I grew up, D.C., somewhat outside. They've had some tornadoes, but never really been, been around one. And, uh, you know, I'm actually scared for my life about tornadoes. It's one of the few things I'm scared of. Except I, when the Sopranos are on. Except when the Sopranos are on. So they're all of a sudden my, my, my normal logic kind of flat. I'm like, oh, this is more important. It's madness. I mean, who does that? You know, so, uh, and TJ's like sitting over here. He can't get over the fact that he's like, you're, you're a maniac. Like, you know. And Let's go. And, and look, and, and, and not only that, but TJ has, has lived through an actual tornado where it hit the building while he's broadcasting live. Yes, exactly. The Georgia Dome, the SEC title game so I don't mess around with the tornadoes uh, so a TC I don't know if that's like a seven on your scale or a nine on your scale I just hope that we have a quieter Sunday night there's nothing in the forecast for New Orleans as the audience is hearing us so I don't think we're going to have that on Sunday night at the final four real quick I don't know we got billions on Sunday night let's remember yes it's <laughs> yes. a fantastic so I can relate to everything that he's talking about you're not going to be pulled away no I'm just curious what happened in, in, in that episode did, did something happen with it was the debut it was it was what happened in that episode it was the debut episode of that season I want to say like season two or season three something like that in that craziness all right so we got a couple of minutes left here uh Kansas again and North Carolina tomorrow night preliminary thought from each one of you TC first then are a preliminary thought we got much more time to break it down tomorrow but we're kind of hanging out we're getting ready for this tomorrow night and North Carolina has a recent national title 2017 Roy Williams Hubert Davis was an assistant on that team that beat Gonzaga Kansas doesn't have one since oh dear god my Memphis Tigers 2008 14 years for Bill Self quick thought from you preliminarily here you know, I've been looking at opportunities to go against Kansas this entire tournament, thinking they were the, probably the softest number one seed. So yeah, they're not going to hold up. And they have continued to amaze me where, you know, yes, they've had probably maybe the easiest paths of, of, of maybe the top seeds, but they continue to answer the bell. Same thing with North Carolina. It's like, okay, is it this team even going to get out of the 8-9 game? And sure enough, they did, and then they blasted Baylor. And even though the game went overtime, they were up by 25, and they continue to just roll in this tournament. So it's, it's two teams that I have looked to go against or eliminate out of my bracket or bet against, you know, as uh, we always look at uh, from a Vegas perspective here. And uh, – I, I'm tired of seeing these teams just continue to defy me, but they're they're fantastic uh, to to watch. And we talked about this last night. It's like, okay, you know, I'm going to need some more time to really analyze this because it is a coin flip of a game. I mean, whoever, whatever team is is hitting their shots, they're going to win this game. Whoever takes care of the ball the best is going to win this game. And uh, now that we sit here, TJ, and you start bringing back, you know, these different stats and these different memories, I was kind of on the fence until probably just now. I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all, but I am kind of a do theory guy. If, you know, you have a great program and you've lost some, some close games, it seems like this is the do theory for Kansas. So now I'm leaning towards Rock Chalk Jayhawk on Monday night. 
like that. Due as in you're overdue right. for this. Ari, right, give me like 30 seconds here. we got much more time to talk about it tomorrow. A, just a quick thought on two blue, blue bloods that will go for the whole thing here in the Superdome. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is a game where I think is going to be one on the perimeter, perimeter defense. Um, whoever is, um, you know, Kansas has had great perimeter defense blocking the passing lanes. So if somehow Manic is able to get open, and look, he's a very physical player at his size. If he's able to get open um, and hit his shots, I think, you know, that, and, and they're not able to defend that Kansas. Um, look, I, I think Carolina has a little bit of an edge, but again, Kansas has proved their uh, superiority at, at uh, perimeter defense. Uh, they make it very hard for you. So, um, you know, Caleb Love and, and Manic, those guys are, are going to have to be hitting very difficult contested shots in order to win this game. We will have much more breakdown tomorrow of Kansas and North Carolina, whether you're finding us on the TuneIn channel, College Basketball Coast to Coast, or in podcast form. T.C. Martin, the doctor, thank you. I appreciate your insight and knowledge on a Final Four Sunday, sir. Always great to be with you guys, uh, whether it's uh, you know Vegas, Florida, or here we are at the Final Four in New Orleans, or wherever we may be. Uh, always great, and we're looking forward to a great championship game on Monday night. Should be a lot of fun. Ari Russell, thank you. Hopefully we have a quiet Sunday night, and we're back tomorrow to preview Kansas and North Carolina, right? Well, you know me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, definitely, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no weather events that are in the forecast for sure. I'm TJ Reeves. Again, however you found this show, streaming on TuneIn on the College Basketball Coast to Coast channel. It's also in podcast form, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. We're good for now. Monday night title game just after 9 Eastern time is North Carolina and Kansas. We'll have a full preview coming Monday afternoon. We look forward to that from the Big Easy. For now, we're good on College Basketball Coast to Coast. <laughs>